0: Ah! <laughs>
1: played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's why
0: this sport don't cost $800. And that cost to work. And I don't know what that costs. i am just shitting the words. That's why I'm with the
1: to and roll my like foot and I get a liberty.
2: All right. Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is solely money. to make so me you money. If you guys it, can it, hear it, me. Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast. Okay. You guys can't hear me. So, I can purpose me the, podcast so is, the purpose is, 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 is to make me money. And the reason I say that is to be ingenuous because we get lied to by everybody about pretty much every thing, right? Uh, The pandemic was supposed to be over. It was supposed to be eliminated. Now we're going to live with a pandemic forever. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Here we deal in reality, right? Highest level of perception. But what we share with you is quantifiable. It's I have an mba securities licenses clients that worth 50 million dollars i'm doing their 500 page tax returns right tax mitigation they don't want to pay any taxes on that money uh i have a client net worth 20 million dollars right which tom brady supposedly left 20 million dollars on the table i really doubt it right so he's being disingenuous with that right tom brady will be playing uh next year somewhere because he asked for a $12 million loan. Now he's going to get $20 million the next year. And he's going to let that down. No, of course not. So here we doing in reality because it's not like Terry Bradshaw, right? Uh, I used to work for a company owned by Terry Bradshaw and Terry Bradshaw had a picture of himself in every part of the office. So when you went to the bathroom, there was a huge picture of Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw gets paid. Regardless of who wins the Super Bowl, we do not get paid unless we make money with our decision making. That's why I have that book, Decision Science, used by Fortune 500 companies. And we treat every wager we make, every bet we make, as an investment. And we do 10 or more for arbitrage to take advantage of market inefficiency. Now, Um, I'll ask uh, Scott and and Chad and uh, Jim, as we start, that if they got a 10% raise this year, because if you did not get a 10% raise this year, that means that you are making zero money off your salary. Because inflation is what? 8%, depending on what you do. Some people, inflation is 40%. So for us, my wife has not bought a gallon of gasoline that has not been non-betting dollars since 2011. It's almost 11 years, right? So for us, it's maintaining relationships while we're betting. It's enjoying the Super Bowl, knowing that we got the gasoline that we're going to use to go to work the next day, unless you have it off like the people in Cincinnati, right? Or unless you take the day off, right? You you have to pay for gasoline. Why not pay it with betting dollars, right? So we use business and financial concepts in order to make our betting decisions. Because you have to mitigate inflation. And if you have a family, if you have a business, if you have both, it's the highest and best use of your time. So you can't spend as much time, time is money. Time's the only asset you can't get back. If, if you are not monetizing your time watching football, as much football as we are, uh, you're not being very efficient and you're putting your retirement in danger. You're putting relationships in danger. Uh, my wife likes, she hates sports, except for uh, sports that have violence like boxing or, or hockey. But she loves football for she likes the outcome of football. She likes buying an expensive dress, an expensive purse, because we grew up poor, middle class, and it just doesn't hurt as much when it comes from betting money. Betting money comes first, especially when you got high inflation and your 401k is going to go down unless you take it out and put it in cash, like I tell everybody to do. Another more important business maxim is that if you are the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So here we got three guys that are tougher, smarter than I am. In Chad's case, he's younger than I am, right? And a lot of new people are watching this show. So we, even though we're going to go fast, no huddle, spread, uh, I'll introduce each person, right? So and we'll go in order that I am uh, going in. And then Chad's going to have to explain something. Uh, (laughs) He's the youngest guy here. He brings that diversity. Uh, Jim's in the Midwest. See, the NFL, nobody understands diversity. Uh, I am on the board of the Orange County Diversity Council, uh, part of the National Diversity Council with Mr. Kennedy, good friends with Obama. And diversity is not just race, not just uh disability it's not just uh gender right it's having an open mind being pragmatic which has been in business for 100 years it's also regional diversity jim's in the midwest getting a different perspective his news in the chicago tribune and other you know the sun times it still has Sun Times, chicago do, they, do people still make newspapers
1: <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it was tough man i, I can't bet mayor Daily to win or his son to win another election, right? Those are easy wins. Uh you got Midwest, you got the Northeast, right? With Scott, and they had chat. All right? So I'll go in order. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. Jim
1: Mora. Newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't say
2: that. Uh, yeah, I still love newspapers. Uh we got first we'll start with Jim. Jim is a uh, first ballot fantasy fan fantasy first ballot fantasy football hall of famer how about that for alliteration my first degree is it as an English major how about so he's you know the, the greatest fantasy guy of all time a national champion in fantasy now this is a trillion dollar industry now the sports betting is now legalized in 31 states what we've been doing with Bitcoin, we're doing everything legally, right? We always go to Vegas, make a bet, proxy. But now it's expanded. And what we do is help you not get taken advantage of. He helps you not get taken advantage in farce fancy football is concerned. He'll answer any question. We're very transparent and open. We're more transparent than the United States government under Biden and Trump. We're more transparent than they are. Then you have Scott. Scott, he's... Sneaky quiet. That means that he wins every single fantasy league that he's in. He's from the northeast and then he stepped right in to the Draft and when he sat with me with the draft for three days, I'm like man We're gonna make a lot of money during the football season and we were What Jason who's now buying hey now Jason he I know he's listened to me when you go to the family stuff You gotta bring stakes now since he's enjoyed making a bunch of money with us during the season, all right, we went fifty nine point eight percent, which we translate as sixty percent because we got plus money. We were giving you the money line pick of the week. And a lot of those were plus money that gets you over money wise yeah. to the sixty percentile. We had an extra week. First year we were sixty five percent, second year sixty-four percent. I encourage you to listen to both Super Bowl podcasts previously, because you're not worried about the outcome. You're in general to the wise. Jim was on last year. And that means 400% ROI. That means that you have 400% more money than when you started. Inflation is 8%, right? It's very simple. 400, a lot more than 8%. But the is we're sharing with you, that information. And then we have Chad, Chad Nolan, the greatness of Southern... Missouri State University. Right? They get that right, Jeff. Yeah,
3: Missouri Southern State.
2: Missouri Southern State. Oh, I messed it up. His brother should win the Heisman next year. Starting quarterback for the Oregon State Beavers, Pac 12, Power 5, School. He's he's been tearing it up. Chad's gonna be in the NFL. He trains with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, which is relevant. And uh Uh, He starred in the CFL. Look up his statistics in Arena 26 yards of catch. I can't even run 26 yards and turn back and catch something in three seconds. That's Chad. And and to improve his chances to get into the NFL, is it true you've changed your race now? You're going to be uh, African American, right? Because you're as black as the new coach in Miami, (laughs) Michael McCaffrey. (laughs) <laughs> at least that's what Luther. Uh, uh, I forgot his name, man. But he 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 was on my Twitter saying that the coach of Miami wasn't wasn't black. He's not black. He's white. <laughs> and Mike Tomlin's white, man. That's what the way I look at it, right? And then you're gonna be non non gender binary, right? So you're gonna be whatever gender the NFL wants you to be. That'll prove your diversity chances to get into the NFL. All right. First thoughts until we get into our 10 picks for the Super Bowl. We started you off last week, Well, you should have bet right away. Things have changed, right? Facts change. Like Cuomo, who's going to run again for governor, he says facts change. Facts has changed for us. Sometimes you bet things right away when the line comes out. Sometimes you bet something's in the middle, and sometimes you bet late. And then whoever wants to come on will be on a half hour before the Super Bowl, like Jim and I did last year, and we'll give you the last-minute line changes. So we'll go around. Jim, Scott, then Chad.
1: So, look, this has been a wonderful postseason. Every game since the first week decided by one score late in the game. The public is rightfully excited about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I think emotion is ruling the day, though. and I think as we break this down, we're going to try to separate the emotion to find out what the reality, good or bad, right? the Bengals is. You'll have to wait to hear what it is.
2: Oh, yeah, so so this is going to be really good.
0: Super- I don't care about the Super Bowl. I only care about Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> and, and I mean. no, seriously. seriously, I agree with Jim. There's a lot of emotion that wants the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you don't bet on emotion. You don't you don't make money exactly. on emotion. You don't play fantasy on emotion. You you have to look at the root of every. Um, Bengals have the ball. Rams have the ball. Stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I think it should be a good Super Bowl. I think it should be should be a really good Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Rams hosting the Super Bowl as Tampa, as I was with Tampa last year. Um, I'm excited to break it down and and uh, give some props and stuff like that. So.
2: 100% 100% chat. So is is being uh, uh, ne- uh, gender neutral non-binary going to help you get in the NFL? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this world, I don't know, man. I
3: think yeah, anything to help, man. You just got to do what they say. If, you know, <laughs> But man yeah i'm excited man there's a the, this board of props there's so much stuff to choose from I and mean, there's so much um stuff to get into it's i mean it's, it's an awesome time um to get all these prop bets, and the fact that there is so many just allows for that much uh, you know more to identify lines or numbers that we think are wrong or inefficient that we can make some money on so
2: right the magic word inefficiency inefficiency right chance a disciple of the podcast he, he, we better him making money. And, uh, what was our percentage last year in the NCAA tournament, Chad? cool
3: hot. Maybe a little over 70%.
2: 70%. 70. <laughs> After an 80% conference season, right? So 52.5% is break even. So we've been beating up inflation. Instead of getting beat up by inflation, we've been beating up inflation by using sports betting get taking emotion out of it right and focusing on it so as we take emotion out of the game uh, there's no per- better person as far as content because the diversity we bring here we're not just hardcore sports betting we're kind of i don't i haven't seen anybody do that but we're marrying we're, we're bringing together fantasy football elements into sports betting uh to monetize, and I don't play fantasy football, but I'm using those elements to kind of add to my sports betting game. The changes week to week, really, but really changes every season, and just the society has changed with COVID-19, so has sports betting. So we'll go, we'll start again, we'll revisit the side and the total, we'll come up with picks, and uh, there's no better person, right? When you add those elements, looking at it through the lens of let me monetize this. Let me buy my wife an expensive purse and pay for gasoline uh, the week of Valentine's Day and pay for Valentine's Day with the knowledge that we're about to share. So uh, what are your first thoughts breaking down the side and the total and the game, how the game's going to go, Jim?
1: So first of all, I do want to point out the public money, okay? So right now, based on V-CIN's numbers, the, the handle on the Bengals, Plus four is 56% of the bets and 60% of the money. And the money line, 64% of the bets and 65% of the money. So, again, big Bengals. The over in this game is getting pounded 57% of the bets and 58% of the money. So, as we look at this game, and we'll break this thing down well for you, the Rams overall are a better football team. Can the Bengals win? Yes, if they play 10 times, the Rams, in my opinion, would win this seven times. But the advantage they have, offensive line, or de- I'm sorry, their defensive line against the Bengals' offensive line is vast. And the superstars on the Rams give them another tactical advantage where they can utilize other players. So overall, I think that the scenario here. Is the Rams should be able to cover this game, but I think both teams are going to be a little more conservative in offense than we like. It's going to be a little more running than we might expect in a Super Bowl. And the public going over, I think that may be a mistake. Uh,
2: the reason I don't I don't think it's a mistake is because it's going to be hot, and I think the fourth quarter uh, fatigue makes us cowards of us all. Now, a huge advantage. Of going to the Jimmy Kimball Bowl where uh, Chad's brother was dominating, right? And my wife got to meet Chad. He's like, Chad's not that big. You could take Chad. I'm like, Chad's a wide receiver. <laughs> He's not supposed to be big. <laughs> so uh, it was sort of warm. I was wearing a jacket. It was warm, but it was like 50, 60 degrees in there. It was like 30,000 people. So with a 100,000 people, extra seats. 100 feet below ground, 90% outside, no air conditioning, they're going to be point scored in the fourth quarter making this game go over. What do you think, Scott, in chat?
0: Yeah, I don't understand how SoFi doesn't have air
2: conditioning. $7 billion stadium without air conditioning. I
0: don't understand how you build a stadium and don't put air
2: conditioning in Los Angeles. Right. It just boggles my mind. Right
0: having said that, I, I think I'm taking emotion out of it. I think the Rams are going to defensively control this game on the line. And I think it's going to cause Burrow to have a difficult time in being able to get his reads uh, completed. I think he's going to have to th- dump off the mix. and I think the tight end is going to, you know, Zama's is hurt. I don't know how effective he's going to be. Tyler Boyd could play big in this game, um, you know, with quick, quick passes. He's not going to have time to throw deep. Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and uh, Little are beasts on the the line. So I think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball effectively against the Bengals, and we'll get into that as this goes on. Um, I did see a stat today that the last 12 underdogs that have covered the spread have won the game outright. I don't think the Bengals are going to cover the spread. I think the Rams are going to win this game by a touchdown. Um, I think they're at home. I think the Bengals are are basically um, have gone as far as they can go with this. I, I think they haven't seen a defense like the Rams are going to pose against them. So I like the Rams in this game, and I like them to win by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a low-score game, though. I think it's going to be like a uh, 24-17 type of game. I, I see that.
2: So, um, you, I
0: just don't think the Bengals can score enough points to to get get
2: it to the over. All right, man you've been on the you've been on the field with them. You ran with them. You're probably you're faster than Jamar Chase, right? You ran a four three the other day. Who, oh, me? No. <laughs> we're probably we'll probably put 4-3 uh, too, for sure. Right. What are your thoughts on the game chat? Decided um, in total, and then we'll we'll yeah, do our I, famous. I, I, uh,
3: I am I think the Rams won this game by a touchdown. And I, I like it to go under. I think I, I like the first half under two. Um, I, I see this I see both teams coming out pretty conservative. I see McVay being conservative. Um, and, and same thing on the other side. How what's what's the head coach's name for uh Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor Jack Taylor. Yeah, Jack, Jack Taylor, yeah. I see him, you know. Being conservative too, not wanting Burrow to make an early mistake or early pick, um, you know. And I think you know McVeigh's got the same mindset with kind of Stafford. You know, he's going to kind of control the reins early with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I, I think this game's going to go under. Um, I like the first half to go under, especially, and I, I I think the Rams win this game by a touchdown. So that's kind of how I'm approaching
1: my props.
2: Okay, so we'll, yeah, we'll make it that consensus pick. Rams, uh, minus four. And what's the over-under? 48 and a half right now.
0: It's something like that.
2: 48 and a half. Okay, so you guys are going over 48 or under 48?
0: Under.
2: Under 48. Under. All right, so I'll be Ruth Gator Ginsburg here. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. Too uh, bad. The Biden didn't earmark a ball short loudmouth Cuban to be on the Supreme Court because then I would have been on the Supreme Court. But I'm going to be Ruth Gator Ginsburg and I'm actually going to go Bengals. Let's dial up the Bengals plus four over 48 over fourth quarter points over second half points Uh, Cincinnati second half line. The only lock, right? I don't believe in locks, right? It's only really... Actually, it'll be three locks, but there's a, the two other locks in life are death and taxes, right? Again, probability theory is what we use here. Highest level of a lock is 80%. The third lock is that an Andy Reid disciple will win 100% in the Super Bowl from the Andy Reid mafia coaching tree family because his capo is John Gruden, who's currently at USF Games. I'm being told it was a. Uh, academic tutor and the people that replaced me uh spy for me and then you know i get them to talk to the president something happened right fired the last basketball coach they John Gruden's going to USF basketball practice screaming at people i paid season tickets for the least you can do is play hard when i show up he beget John Gruden John Gruden beget Zach Taylor Zach Taylor was on the Rams coaching staff for two years. They were all on the Washington Redskins coaching staff with John Goon's brother, Jay, Shanahan, last game, and McVeigh. So there's a lot of familiarity, right, with these guys. Well,
0: to, that, to that end, Jim, let me ask you this. Do you think there's been anything or enough made of this Taylor versus
1: McVeigh matchup, the familiarity they have with each other? you know what's interesting that mcveigh yes they they coach Zach Taylor are obviously coached together yeah but when you watch how zach taylor's calling games do you realize he was married to mike sherman's daughter exactly really? i was gonna bring and, that up and when we're watching that offense of the Bengals, right there sure look like there are a lot of mike sherman co- concepts now they run the 11 like mcveigh runs i think that's almost where the similarities end okay
2: I personally think, this is my conspiracy theory. Now, our conspiracy theories are different than like Taylor Green or George Soros is that if we're wrong, our wives are yelling at us. Right? Um, hey, who won that game? I need money from the Bitcoin card to pay for stuff. So my conspiracy theory is that Mike Sherman is similar to what we heard about with Zimmer and Gary Kubiak, where Clint Kubiak had, with was listening to his dad, who had a, has a barn, barn slash, it's, it's all full with barbed wire so it could get better reception to call the plays into his son, wherever he's at all over the field. He's designing the office for peace in the family. People who have mother-in-laws and brother-in-laws, I bet you, for peace, right? They're making a lot of money. So, so what? Life-changing money. Mike Fairman for pieces, is, is allowed to call. Like, a Myers is a to call, 20 plays. It's 60 plays being called, right? And again, this is all a very joke coaching staff. They made it to the Super Bowl, but it's a complete joke. Why? Who's the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals? Brian Callahan. Daddy Bill Callahan was his uh, capo of the... Mike Holmgren, mafia coaching family, right? John Gruden. <laughs> so it's very incestuous. and a lot of money being made. But the point is that it goes back to Mike Holmgren, right? Mike Holmgren We got Mike Sherman. And Mike Sherman's probably calling 20 plays, especially in the Super Bowl. You think a guy who's been coaching his whole life, now his son-in-law is now the, <laughs> the head coach of the Super Bowl team? Come on, all right. So that's that's it. So, what props are we looking at, right? I'll tell you mine, and then you guys hit me rapid fire what you got. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that all of this is in the episode notes, and then on Super Bowl Sunday we'll wake up and I'll post all of these. All right. So, I'm going with. See what you guys say. So the consensus pick is. Cincinnati plus four, uh, under forty eight. Uh, I'm betting the Rams money line just to cover myself because sixty six percent is uh, more than fifty two percent, which is break even. So I get two out of three. Let's say the Rams blow out the Bengals, right, and it's, and it goes over forty eight. You know. Uh, 45 to 7, right? It's over 48. I went two sides of the bet. And there's extra money in the Bitcoin card. Because you live in the past, you die in the past. So there's extra money on the Bitcoin card to pay for gasoline for the week of Valentine's Day. Right? Uh, second half line, Bengals, depending how the game is. Bengals are a younger team. Then in this unexpected heat, so life always throws you a curveball, right? So the curveball is going to be the florida light heat and humidity because the stadium is made for like eighty thousand max, but for the Super Bowl, they're going to add twenty thousand more warm bodies and pack them in there like sardines for the Super Bowl. So it's extra long halftime as well. I like the Bengals in that situation. Uh, Chase. I like them to go over. My boy, P. Ryan, with that screenplay against Kansas City, he showed my old Florida, even a guy from the Midwest, that uh, to, for not to get pulled over, I would bring him from Tampa, where he is now. I met him once or twice, really nice guy, have his phone number. I'll bring Mike Alstott to the Midwest so I wouldn't get pulled over when I go visit Jim. Right? Suburbs of Chicago, right?
1: Uh, That's where he's from. It's just like 10 minutes from my house.
2: Nice. Oh, even better. We can bring him over, you know? Uh, That type of run, Piran. He'll get one carry, and he's going to effort himself for more than 3.5 yards. Uh, Von Miller over on sacks. I like his price better than Darnold. Uh, And then my wild cards for fun. I think they're going to try to confuse Burrow and Jalen Ramsey is going to come over on a corner blitz and get exactly one sack, one sack corner blitz. Uh, I do like Dan uh, Jefferson over on yards and then diversity, right? We have a African American black country singer and uh, her originals weren't really that good, but the, cover she did, Whiskey Lullaby was good. I like her to do a little bit of runs for me and get it National Anthem over a minute, 30 seconds. What do you guys think we'll go? Jim, Scott in the
1: chat. Guys, I need to ask you a question first. This sure. is important to me. I liked your point about the heat and the weather. This is basically a home game for Los Angeles. How does the since the fact they practice in Los Angeles, do they deal with the heat any better than the Bengals?
2: I think it's huge that the Bengals are a younger team. All right, because uh, it's always better to be lucky than good. So here's the Rams practice. Here's where I am at. Right there, it's July, and there's a nice breeze going. You feel good. A lot hotter where you're at in Chicago with the heat and humidity, Florida or whatever. Uh, Chad's working out with these guys in California, right? Jamar Chase, all these guys. I had a talk with the Rams defensive line coach leaving practice, and I was joking, "You guys aren't hitting." da da. da. He he said, "Yeah, we don't hit as much as we used to. Training camp is not as mm-hmm. grueling as it used to be, right?" And then I took credit because the Rams' defensive line started hitting more. I saw two practices later. I'm like, oh, you're hitting more, coach. It's because I told you. And he was laughing. I think it's going to be neutral. Also, the home crowd is going to be neutral because the Rams have been basically playing on the road at home. It was like back in the day when the Chicago fans used to go to Tampa Bay and there would be more Chicago fans in the stadium than Tampa Bay fans during the heydays of the of the Bears and Mike Ditka and all that. And then with Lovin Smith, who's now the head coach of, of your Houston. Uh, your, yeah, exactly. Whatever they are, right? It used yeah. to be the Oilers, <laughs> the Texans. Uh, he got them to a Super Bowl, right? With Rex Grossman from the University of Florida, all people. So I think the huge advantage goes to the Bengals, yeah. especially in the second half. If they're not blown out, even if they are blown out, They're like, okay, f the Rams. We can beat them, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So uh, I think the heat is going to be advantageous to the Bengals in this situation. The older players, right? And the fact that uh, it's going to be unseasonable. Not only is it going to be unseasonable, they're playing 100 feet below ground, extra people blocking the airflow
1: thank you for that answer and now you ask for my props and I will give you those. So I got this at plus 110 two days after this game was announced. It's now probably minus 140. Love the Rams over three and a half sacks. Some people say they have five sacks in the entire playoffs. Whatever. Tom Brady was getting the ball out in the second and a half. They were never going to sack him and certainly San Francisco run conservative quick passes. They were never going to get many sacks there. Now next one. Well, here you go with a
2: rush. You asked for this, right? Yes. So here is a rush with the Rams just rushing four. Four. Last drive against San Francisco. Boom, four guys. Now, this is
1: important because over the course of the season, the Rams on early downs like to rush five. In this specific matchup with the dangerous receivers, Chase – Higgins, and Boyd, they are going to like to only rush four because, remember, they have an overwhelming advantage against the Cincinnati offensive line. They do not need a fifth rusher. You drop an extra person in the coverage. Joe Burrow is number three, the third best quarterback against man-to-man defense. He's number 14 against zone. You play zone, you put a seventh body back in to gum up the passing lanes. So when the pass rush breaks the line, the offensive line, he tries to get out quickly, but there are extra bodies and there's extra
2: robbers in there to exactly. get him difficulties. That's the explanation of the video. Exactly. Exactly what happened. Exactly. 100% agree.
1: So, next prop I like I like the Rams to have more first downs than the Bengals. Almost any game script this worked. If the Bengals are going to move the ball, they're going to have some big plays to help them do that. The Rams are going to be much more likely to grind out drives. Passes over the middle, runs. And we are going to see the Bengals drop eight significantly. McVeigh is going to run, and they're going to move change. I love that bet. Another bet, look, Evan McPherson's hit four field goals in each game. This offense is designed to kick field goals the way it is. Till their offense becomes the full version next year beyond, you could get them at over one and a half field goals at not horrible juice like that one. And now, these are a little more fun props. So you're not putting units on them, you're putting a little more fun on them. I like there to be pass attempts by more than two players in this game. We've seen Johnny Hecker, the punter, throw the ball. We've seen Odell Beckham throw the ball this year. And in the super bowl, we frequently have teams that like to over pursue on defense, right? And the coaches do like to dial up the trick plays a few more and I'll stop here. now both Scott and Chad indicated they liked the Rams by a touchdown. I actually like them 27 to 19. So eight points you get very good odds again. You're not putting a full unit on this, but Rams win by seven to 12. There are very good odds by picking that range of victory. And last couple I'll give you. I like a Van Jefferson, anytime touchdown. Currently plus 245. He's one of the better odds of players. He's played 87 and 90% of the slat snaps in the last two games. He hasn't seen a lot of targets. As we were talking pre-show, he is going to get opportunities downfield as the Bengals strive to take away to their best ability. He won't be successful. Beckham and Cup. This looks like a great spot for him. Finally, last I'll give you one last one. Again, this is a fun bet. Anytime defensive special teams touchdown. I do like the fact that if the Rams get a lead, the chances for a strip fumble six or an interception six or that pass rush are very strong. Those are
2: the ones I have. All right. Before we go to the other guys, to Jim's point. A lot of first downs for the Rams because how do you beat the air raid, right? Air raid is you read the coverage and then you uh, uh, look for the ball, right? And the quarterback and the receiver do it independently. That's why there's no huddle. That's what Kansas City runs, right? So here's your air raid play and boom. The point is that the Bengals are rushing three, dropping eight. That means that the Rams are going to have to run the ball and are going to have to have patience running the ball because they have, we have, when you run the ball in the air raid, you have one, two, three, four, five, blocking three. You should be able to get four or five yards and maybe even get a big play if everybody else blocks somebody misses a tackle. This is going to be a tackling, very important football game that, that you're able to tackle. And then if Stafford airmails one, take it to the house, right? Yes. So that's, that's that's what I like the over. I agree with Jim. It's going to be whatever, 29, what did you say, 24, what, 29? It's going to be 27-19 going into the fourth quarter <laughs> where all hell's going to be breaking loose. So as far as the Rams are concerned, I like it, uh, what he's saying about the extra first downs, because the Rams, it's part of their staple that I saw during training camp. The Rams like the delay game. So if they're going to run it, right, they'll do their running plays. This is almost sort of like a trap. This is a trick play Jim was talking about. This is a kind of like a fake f- flea flicker, right? And what the delay does, especially in a Super Bowl situation, it gets your Mike linebacker and your strong safety, right, to commit. Once they commit, a veteran quarterback can go any number of ways, right? Exploit where they committed. So here they have your play action pass. They kind of commit. This guy kind of commits to it. This guy was kind of smart. He He's still backbone. He doesn't buy it, right? He saw a key that Lynch told him. He didn't buy it. So he's going out into coverage. He did. Now he's like, oh, saying curse words right now because he's out of position this guy's going back he doesn't he has no clue what's going on he's freaked out and what this is is it's a delay right once they've committed they delay we got our blockers here and then boom you got speed man you got Shan nolan here that's Shan nolan's play he ran at, at southern missouri state directional school he loved that slant because you use a guy with speed to get out there and boom right First down Rams. We'll go Scotland Chad.
0: Okay, so my props. T. Higgins. Um, I saw a stat today on ESPN that I found very interesting. Against man to man, he has a 53% catch rate and is averaging 7.9 yards per target. Against zone, that jumps to 72% and 10.8 yards per target. It's cover two, cover three, cover four. His prop is 66 and a half. I'm going over on that. I think to Higgins could, could be the x factor if the Bengals win this game uh, Sunday. So that's my first prop. My second prop is an Odell Beckham over 60 and a half yards. I think what the Bengals are going to try to do unsuccessfully is uh, try to take Cooper Cup or slow him down to an extent. And I think that opens up Beckham to catch more passes um, and get more yards. I, th- I think he's going to be an X factor for the Rams for sure. My third prop is Joe Mixon, uh, 25 and a half receiving yards. I'm going over that total. I think Burrow is going to have to dump off a lot to Mixon uh, out of the backfield. And Mixon, I think, is getting over 25 yards in every playoff game. If you go back to the regular season, he's gotten, he's gotten a lot of games with over 25. Um, my last prop that I will give is Uh, The Bengals giving up 0.5 fourth down conversions. I think the Rams can get one fourth down conversion in this game. And I think they may have to. Um, A fourth and inches for a first down on a quarterback sneak. Um, You know, late in the game if they're trailing um, to the Rams to go for a fourth down if they are in fact trailing. So I like that prop a lot. Um, And I agree with the Evan McPherson one. Those were the couple others I had. Uh, Evan McPherson, and um, 33 and a half yards shortest field goal. I'm gonna go over on that. I think the Bengals will stall around the 15 to 20, and that will uh, force them to kick a 35, 36 yard field goal. So I'm gonna go over on that shortest field goal, and his one and a half field goals as well. So those are, those are my props that I like a lot.
2: Yeah, and, and we got highlights for him, right? I liked Odell Beckham because if you're gonna do any coverage with the Odell Beckham. Who likes having coke with uh, he likes having coke with models we learned, right? That's what got him in trouble in New York, got him kicked out of New York. He's in LA. This is a big game for him, the Super Bowl. What do you think, Chad? Get him off mute. He's watching that cows basketball. <laughs> he's watching he's that you know is covering, man. Uh, it hasn't started yet. But <laughs> else, yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, man, I, uh, a lot of stuff that you guys touched on I have here I, I, I've i looked at. So, um, you yeah, know, what Jim was saying, the Rams by 7 to 13 points, I got at plus 360. Whoa. The, the Rams wow. 7 to 13. Um, I, I like that. I like the Rams win this game by 7 to 10 points. I think that's a good one. One we talked about in the pre-show was Jamar Chase over two and a half yards, three yards rushing. Um, you know, we were talking that we do think that some fly sweep action would could help a lot with uh, Floyd and Bond Miller getting upfield and getting pressure, keeping them at home. Um, so that that uh, that's one I really like. Also, um, for the highest scoring quarter of the game under 20 and a half. I think that's kind of a lot. I, I don't think we'll have a quarter where we'll get the 20 points. I think maybe 17, 14, 17 is, will be the highest scoring quarter. Um, so I like under, that's like minus 140. Under 20 and a half for the highest scoring quarter. Um, then I, I'm going the other way uh, from Scott. I think the Bengals will get a will get a fourth down conversion here, minus 150. I think they're going to be down and desperate, down a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um and they'll they'll have they'll have to go for a couple, and uh, I think that they'll be able to com- convert one or a fourth and one. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're down, you know, ten to fourteen, and it's late in the third quarter, and they get a fourth and one around midfield. I think they're going to go for it, so I, I like that. Um, another one I I really like the Rams get a lead here. I like them to run the ball early, and if they get a lead, I like the Rams. I like the Rams' total rushing yards over one hundred eight team rushing yards at minus 105 um you know if they're they are they got a lead late they're gonna run the ball um you know that's what is gonna to try to do they're they're you know if, if they they got i mean 108 yards is, is not not much for the whole team here i i i think that they can get over that um and then that's about all i have also i so I think that the Rams are going to win the game. So, to go against the Rams over rushing, I think the Bengals' total rushing yards of 89, 88, 89 is going to go under. Um, like Scott is saying, he likes the Joe Mixon receiving yards. I think, um, you know, that is going to be the, the Bengals. If they're down, they're going to have to throw more. And that's, you know, they're going to put the ball in Burrow's hands. So, I think Mixon is going to be more effective in the passing game than the running game. I like the Bengals' total rushing to go under um and then yeah that's about it's about all i got
2: um well the the one thing i i like the Bengals actually over on the rushing because what's gonna happen is the game's gonna be 27 19 in the fourth quarter and it's gonna be at the 35 yard line burrow's gonna get the ball he's gonna start running tempo he's gonna get the coverage right he's gonna gonna be tempo rpo lsu he's gonna put it in Nixon's stomach, he's either gonna run it or he's gonna pull it, throw it to Chase for Higgins down the field, getting those no. old Ram defensive linemen, Darnold and Von Miller, all those old guys, get them tired. Yeah, you can see yeah, a, couple of, a couple of couple oh, of touchdowns. Man. Bengals over on the rushing.
3: I like the Rams overrushing better than the Bengals overrushing. You know, I, I totally forgot about the Joe Burrow overrushing. We talked about right about 11 or 12 yards. Yeah. The Joe Burrow over in the rushing yards, I, I like that one a lot better than the um, the Bengals team under. And then lastly, I uh, you know I think this is going to be a defensive game. If this is a lower scoring defensive game, we could see a defensive player get the MVP. Um, we like Von Miller to get a sack. You know, I think that Donald Aaron Donald's gonna get the double teams inside. Von Miller should yep. get the one-on-ones yep. if he can get three or four sacks or get that big strip sack, which we saw him do with the Broncos. Yep. Von Miller for MVP plus twenty five hundred. Yes, or five to ten bucks. At I think there's a lot of value there. But um, all these guys, what all three of you are saying, I think kind of solidifies. That that for me, I mean, I'm I'm gonna throw probably a quarter a quarter unit at at Von Miller plus 2500 because it only takes he only needs two sacks, three sacks total with a strip sack that goes for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ramp win, you know, 20 to 10, 20 to 13. Right, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's got a lot of value in it there. So that that's all. That's all. What
2: what's, uh, what's Evan McPherson? What's Evan McPherson? Super Bowl MVP. What's the, what's the line on that, Jim? And then we'll close. Guys, give if, us final if thoughts. If you give it
1: to a kicker, the NFL is over, man. It's over. <laughs> uh, you know, Von Miller, Chad, pulled the MVP in Super Bowl 50. Right. Yeah, No, I know.
2: And then one question. You know, one question for out, all of you guys.
3: In the matchup for him, and he should be in the one-on-one in the matchup. Right, right. Life, that's a high value play. That's a that's, that's way higher probability than plus 2,500 to me. So. Yes right like a quick
1: question for all of you okay if these teams play 10 times i've already said the rams win seven what do you guys say which team and how many do they win if
2: they play 10 times if they play in high heat 10 times in tampa with their it's a, your pads on and it's 100 degree heat i think the younger team i was flipping around if an older team played a younger team right it's like when you go to the airport and you see a professional college team uh If Alabama went to the airport and they all took their shirt off and the Rams went to the airport and they all took their shirt off, would you know the difference between Alabama and the Rams, right? They're both professional teams, really, right? (laughs) Would you know the difference between the two? The answer would be no, right? Uh, If you saw Cooper Cup run against Chad, Chad is twice as fast as Cooper Cup. He's bigger than Cooper Cup, right? You would say, oh, who's the yeah, NFL that's MVP, that's right? That's People would say Chad every time. So <laughs> I think, it is situational. Okay. I think it's situational. I think it's situational. I think if they played in Cincinnati, right, they have an edge because the the refs will call the <laughs> will call penalties in favor of the home team. If they play five guys, games. Look,
1: this venue. This venue. This, venue, seven of this okay. venue.
2: Yeah, without the heat.
1: Ram. The Rams
2: with the Heat, I like the younger guys. What do you guys
1: think?
3: Yeah, Rams seven of ten for sure. Uh, yeah, I I put it higher. If I'm the book, I'll put the over, I'll set the number at eight and a half my yeah. under. Yeah, because
2: they, they do have a bad offensive line. Yeah, the Bengals. If they play
3: ten times, and I'm the book. I'm setting it at eight and a half. I See, think the Rams possibly win nine out of the ten. Here's here's my thing with with this
0: game. The Bengals have just. Gone through so many odds this postseason. It just feels like they're gonna win this game some way somehow I don't know how they're gonna do it. It just feels to Ignorance me. Ignorance bliss Yeah, I, I just think burrow has this chip on his shoulder with chase. He's been in the national title game He knows what this this high intense situations like
2: he He's on a major role on, Joe Burrow's uh, on a major role. He oh, wins man. the Heisman Trophy he wins a national title. First season, he could throw it out because he hurt his knee. He comes right. back. Next season, he's in the Super Bowl. So as far as the confidence level that he has going into this game,
0: Off the and that
2: he's young. Off the he's young. He's not like Jim, myself, and Scott, who have been screwed over by so many people yeah. so many times. He doesn't have that bitterness. He's like Chad. Chad has, He's only been screwed over a couple times. Not a hundred (laughs) times. So he has that youthful exuberance going into this football game versus Stafford. Right. Who had to go through losing on purpose in Detroit for an auto
0: Burrow knows what's coming at him in this game. Lots of zone.
2: Right. Well, that's
0: probably what they've practiced for the last week and a half is against lots of zone. So Burrow can find – I think T. Higgins is going to play huge in this game. I just think – with those stats I saw today, it leads me to believe that T Higgins is going to have like an eight catch 110 yard game. Whether he gets in the end zone or not, I don't know. He could very well be the MVP. I might I'm, I'm like some money. And, and I apologize
2: for saying this, Scott. I apologize. But the Bill Buckner, uh, Bucky Dent, is what I need to apologize for is Bucky Dent. The Bucky Dent <laughs> guy in this situation is Piron. And yes. Piron like, Guys yes. who play out of their minds in a Super Bowl big game situation that you would never expect, but they're giving that extra effort. The other thing, before we close with you guys, is that I can almost guarantee Brian Callahan Zach Taylor are going to Borough. bro when you look at Darnold, when you look at Von Miller, look at him as the fat defensive lineman on Clemson when you guys won the Super Bowl in the hot. Another place without air conditioning and warm weather, right? The Superdome in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, Jim.
0: Jim, would you put some money on mixing as MVP?
2: Running backs
1: have not won twenty plus years. Is it possible? Yes. No, just because the probability the Rams are a great run defense and. Mm-hmm. Can they be had? Yes. I just think, so we've seen the Bengals turn yeah. into a quarterback-centric team in yes. Week 14 on. Yeah. Early in the season, yes, Mixon could have put in that. He was running up multi-touchdown games. He's not yeah. getting that type of volume. They, they shifted away from him. That's why yeah. I say no. Yeah, I think
0: I've I'm going to get it if if Cincinnati wins the game.
2: The only reason I'm going with Eric McPherson is because he's been on Fox News every day.
0: That's a good call too, based on the Bengals stalling in the red zone.
2: he kicks a 56-yard field goal, like Chad says, in ideal conditions. Is it
3: legal to give the MVP to a kicker? Shouldn't be. I don't don't think that's allowed.
2: All right, my,
1: 21 to nothing. Seven field goals. <laughs> could,
0: could you imagine Goodell up on the podium saying MVP Evan McPherson?
2: <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland, right? He has a the hot <laughs> girlfriend, right? That likes to treat guns from the south, from Opelika. He's from he's from Cincinnati area. He went to Opelika, Alabama, down there in the south. Auburn University, the Auburn Tigers. Uh War Eagle. They're called the Ivor Tigers, but the Eagle, War Eagle, they have two mascots. All right, final words, guys. We'll go Jim, Scott, and Chad. As we roll down another epic season. Yeah, it's been a classic postseason.
1: I hope we get a classic game here. But I think ultimately this game will be not too crazy. It will be a fairly comfortable victory for the Rams. Maybe the Bengals score a little bit late. Enjoy the game. It's still going to be fun. All
2: right, and it's epic for us because what's our record in the playoffs, Scott?
0: Yeah, I agree. Enjoy the game. You know, last game of the year, Super Bowl. It's it's coming, on quick. Um, you know, we're in we're in the last last uh, leg of this. Uh, we're gonna get two wins for you. And we're gonna get you over eighty percent. So um, enjoy the game. That's the most important thing.
2: Enjoy it. So we're at for those who've bet a thousand dollars a game, we're at thirteen thousand dollars profit. Right, we're at 77 percent, and I'll give you the exact numbers brought to you by our friend Jason. We don't identify him because we don't want him to get robbed with all that cash in his pocket, but he's at the sports book. But we're at 20 and 6, 77 percent epic postseason that we're talking about for years. For those who bet a hundred dollars a game, that's $1,300 to mitigate and That's that's groceries and gas, and for those who bet a hundred dollars a game yeah that's 1300 for those who bet ten dollars a game it's 130 dollars, which will get you fill your tax up your uh, tank up one time go ahead Chad.
3: man um uh, yeah i'm just excited uh I, I would say you know all the profit you've made from the year don't don't go too heavy uh percentage of your bankroll on this game on these props, it's just man. one game don't yeah don't don't i mean don't put full units on these props. I mean, I, I would suggest you know, setting <laughs> a full unit on the side like you normally do, and then maybe quarter, half units. Um, you know, have fun with it. Find some plus money. Have some stuff, uh, but don't overinvest um, your bankroll on this one. You know, I mean, it, it's fun. Be be responsible with your unit size here. I mean, there's it's a big menu. There's a lot. Don't be too carried away here. Limit yourself to six or seven, eight. You know, ten max of your favorite props. Put- I
2: I like doing ten.
3: And, uh, you know, and uh, make sure you do it like that so you can enjoy the game and, and, uh, and uh, have, have fun watching it, enjoy time with family and friends.
2: No, it's 100%. And the reason you do more than is arbitrage, which is uh, taking advantage of market inefficiencies when you bet uh, multiple uh, securities in a certain sector. And what gives you the market inefficiencies is that we've have over two hundred years of watching football, so we always close because you don't you don't have to pay any money for any of this, you don't have to pay extra Sports three hundred bucks. We close with Winston Churchill, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.